0: Welcome to Netflix and Swill, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb.
1: And I'm a guy who's lost his
0: memories and
1: thinks he has six years of prison left, but in, in reality, he he has no years of prison left.
0: He's just there. And I am a badly localized stand name.
1: That's, that's true. They're all very badly
0: localized.
1: Uh, it's all improvised. It's very funny to see what the fuck they're even talking about.
0: But uh, how are you doing? <sighs> I'm doing well. Um, I'm very excited. The time is finally here. We're going to talk about the thing. Um, And also my my butt feels a lot better. Well, good. And my health in general. Well, I'm good. Doing OK. How about you?
1: I'm fine. I have nothing to report. There's nothing new going on in my life.
0: Just
1: patiently waiting for. Uh, Christmas to get here.
0: Okay. 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 Yeah. I've been doing Christmas shopping. Um, It's always awful.
1: Oh, yeah. Christmas shopping is the worst. Anybody who likes Christmas shopping is somebody who hates themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: So, yeah. That's, uh, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, interesting news week, I'll say. For, for Netflix, but uh, we won't talk about that here. Uh, first, let's talk about what we're drinking, and what's your swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! <laughs>
0: Stay away from the cans! Alright, well, I'm uh, finished with my antibiotics, so uh, I can drink now. I've got Southern Tier Brewing Companies, uh, Frosted sugar cookie Imperial Ale.
1: Interesting. It's uh eight
0: point six percent alcohol by volume. It has an IBU. Uh it tastes like things. And uh actually, it's it actually tastes like Christmas cookies. I don't know how they've managed oh. this. Damn. But like aside from being like it's like too too sweet, like it actually like I don't know, it does what it says on the tin. I'm kind of impressed.
1: Well, good for Southern Tier. Well, Southern Tier is actually one of those, like, actual quality, like, independent-ish brewing companies. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Uh, As for me, I'm drinking water, because I don't feel like drinking alcohol right now. Because I'm an adult, and can make adult choices such as that.
0: I'm an adult. I don't know what that's referencing uh it's a lonely island song
1: oh oh that one yes i know what you're talking about now happy birthday to the ground
0: I'm not a part of your system <laughs> all right uh yeah that's that's cool um i guess we'll do news oh shit it's mail time so, it happened again. Netflix has killed Blockbuster. Uh, this time, the show Blockbuster, starring Randall Park. Um, it canceled after one season. Yeah. I who, who could have seen this coming? Well, I'll
1: tell you who could have seen this. Uh, nobody. Because, uh, as I say every week, Netflix has a top ten website that gives global viewing statistics. And... Uh, Blockbuster never charted once. Like, the, it didn't even have enough viewing statistics to chart at all. So, um, yeah. That's all you need to know about that. As to why it's cancelled. Hmm. And that's all despite, like, a, a I wouldn't say, like, an amazing marketing push, but, like, it felt like it had word of mouth because people were, like, memeing on it for the fact that, oh, Netflix killed Blockbuster and now Netflix is coming back to make fun of Blockbuster even more,
0: yeah. Now to uh, try to breathe some life into its desiccated corpse, only yeah. to kill it again.
1: Yeah. So like, I felt like word of mouth wise, there was enough marketing behind that that people were gonna check it out, but apparently nobody decided to check it out. So uh, it's dead. All
0: right. Uh, likewise, Warrior Nun has been canceled after two seasons.
1: I've been, talking to, I've been talking about this to death on Twitter, and I hate it. I, I just hate talking about Warrior Nun anymore. Uh, the Warrior Nun fans are unhinged. They're going around passing like flyers with QR codes that are likely to uh, the petition, to petition.org. Noted website that many influential people and companies uh, pay attention to whenever they want to make sure they're making the correct business decision. Just... Just stop. Uh, If you want to know why Warrior Nun got cancelled, it uh, to a lesser extent followed the same path as Blockbuster. Uh, Not enough people watched it, but more people watched it than than people who watched Blockbuster. I can tell you that for sure.
0: Uh, Or at least as many because like just, you know, taking a sampling of people who are hosts of the show you watched Warrior Nun and I watched Blockbuster, so even even viewing statistics.
1: And I watched six episodes. I never watched season two. But you watched Blockbuster, and uh yeah, you did that. And yeah. I removed it from my list.
0: It wasn't a good show. Yeah. That's what everyone
1: said uh, about Blockbuster, is that, like, the writing was terrible outside of and like outside of Randall Park and Melissa Fumero, like there was nothing about the show that made you give a shit in the first place
0: yeah I don't know like I said when I talked about it like as soon as I reveal, like I realized that um, characters who supposedly weren't working that day were still coming into the blockbuster so that they could be part of scenes but they could maintain the illusion that it was a functioning business that like didn't need every employee there all the time yeah um yeah i don't know
1: it's a workplace comedy with two people working that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work out
0: all right uh finally this week netflix's ad supported tier is off to a slow start according to advertisers netflix is only uh 80 of the expected audience As such, Netflix's pay-on-delivery terms are allowing those advertisers to take the money back. So, I don't know how it works, like, if, you know, since it's, like, underperforming, if the advertisers get to take back all of the money, or, like, a percentage of the money, but, like, if this is less expensive than a regular package, and they have to give the money back that was subsidizing them being able to offer it at a lower cost than like potentially they're just like bleeding money from having an ad supported tier.
1: It's possible. Who knows? I, I don't know for sure. They they've only get back some of the money. It's pay on delivery. So basically upon receipt of, you know, the ad, the advertisement going through is when, you know, they are technically charged. Like they're charged up front, but like the, the, charge doesn't actually process until the actual delivery of the ad, so that's why they're able to take back the money for the ads that has, that haven't run yet, and some are even pushing it into Q1, but so far all this is saying is that the ad supported tier a whole month into its life cycle uh, is not performing at the level that people expect it to perform at. Yes. So, um, if, if these things continue, look forward to a price increase in 2023. Cause, cause this was supposed to be the thing that prevented the price increase was making advertisers pay for a portion of Netflix's revenue. And if Netflix can't regain that revenue, ain't no reason to, you know, keep prices as low as they are. If they're going to raise them again.
0: <laughs> uh, everything's a mess. All right. Nice. Uh, let's get into downstream where we'll talk about some trailers that are two minutes and 40 seconds long.
1: Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite
0: line. Uh, our first trailer this week is two minutes long. Uh, and it's for a movie called dog gone. That is, uh, two words. (laughs) Yep. Uh, this has Rob Lowe in it. Uh, a young man and his father begin a desperate search to find their beloved dog gonker on the Appalachian Trail before it's too late based on an incredible true story dog gone is the adventure movie of the new year only on Netflix January 13th when his beloved dog goes missing a young man embarks on embarks on an incredible hey. search with his parents to find him and give him life-saving medication uh does the dog die dot com uh I, I think i saw a social media post
1: from about this movie that says the dog is alive, so spoilers, but the dog isn't dead. So does the and die dog, does the die dog, yes. Does the dog die dot com says
0: no. I don't think they would have much of a movie to make if the dog died at the end.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. Especially considering this is based on a true story. Looks fine.
0: Yeah, it looks fine.
1: I'm sure people will watch it knowing that uh, the dog is alive the entire time.
0: I want the the end of the movie is going to be. They're like, oh, no, I'm sorry, we didn't find the dog. And then the dog comes over the horizon and barks and him and the boy run at each other.
1: And also uh, there's a cat and another dog for some reason.
0: Yeah. Shadow was just too old. He didn't make it. (laughs) Fucking movie. Alright, uh next trailer is for Kaleidoscope. Uh there are seven billion ways to solve a crime. That seems like a lot. I, I think I think that if that was true we would solve a lot more crimes. True. Uh get your first look at Kaleidoscope, new heist series starring Giancarlo Esposito, Paz Vega, and Toddy Gabriel only on Netflix January 1st. Uh, a master thief and his crew attempt an epic and elaborate heist worth $7 billion, but betrayal, greed, and other threats undermine their plans. Uh, apparently,
1: Paz Vega was in Rambo Last Blood.
0: Hmm. That makes sense. Uh, this This movie trailer, series trailer, is 2 minutes and 41 seconds.
1: It sure is.
0: It's too long.
1: It looks okay. Uh the the big thing that they forgot to mention in this trailer is that the teaser trailer behind this show said that you can view the episodes in any order and they'll make sense. That was the, that was the big thing around this show. So okay. so why why was that not brought up again here? In 2 minutes and 41 seconds.
0: More importantly, are they just going to have the episodes play in a certain order, or is there going to be a shuffle play as like the default option for no. this show?
1: That should that should be it. There should be a shuffle play just for that for this just
0: show. for this show. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, like, will that happen? If, though? No. Because no.
0: Because the interface time. is going to be the same. You're going to play. You're going to start on episode one. It's going to play through in the same sequence for everybody. Uh, and the only thing noteworthy or mentionable about this show will be Gone Forever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, because Netflix does not really give a shit. Or,
0: or doggone Forever.
1: <laughs> See, if Netflix put a shuffle button under certain shows like you know, like Seinfeld. Pretend like fucking Seinfeld was, you know, had a shuffle button. Or like any of like, the sitcom shows they license that you know, shows that don't actually follow a, a plot line. Like, imagine if Netflix actually had that on their service, where they had originals that don't actually follow a plot. You could just hit, like, random episode, and it would play a random episode. It'd be great. But of course, because it's a cool thing, Netflix won't do it.
0: I think a cool way to watch Futurama would be to watch it in sequential order, but then, like, when you get to the episode where they start going through time skips... Every time time skips, it starts playing just a few random episodes from like farther in the show's uh, like timeline. And then like, you know, after an episode or two, it goes back to like what happened right after that time skip. And then like next time it time skips again, it plays like four episodes. That would be arduous. It's a bad idea.
1: I think every time skip should just have an episode of Everybody Loves Hypnotoad.
0: I don't know where my toad pin is. Bwah. Bwah. Bwah.
1: You
0: know, I 24 love minutes.
1: I can't believe we fucking watched that for 24 minutes. Uh,
0: I can. We're stupid people. Uh, the next trailer is for Vikings Valhalla Season 2. Hunted and on the run, our legendary Vikings heroes. Vikings uh, heroes? What? It says our legendary Vikings heroes, Dan. Uh, they're forced to test their ambitions and courage is in worlds beyond the fjords of Scandinavia's uh, Vikings Valhalla chronicles the heroic adventures of some of the most famous Vikings who ever lived. The legendary explorer Leif Eriksson, uh, his fiery and headstrong sister, Freydis uh, and the ambitious Nordic Prince Harald Sigurdsson. Enemies old and new await Freitas, Leif, and Herald as they scatter to the far corners of the globe in pursuit of power and new worlds to conquer.
1: So, I'm reading this, and the only way that Vikings heroes make sense is if they're using Vikings in reference to, like, a proper noun. Or the show.
0: The, yeah, the V is capitalized, so I'm assuming that it's, like, heroes from the show, Vikings.
1: But the way you denote that is you either put uh, the single apostrophe or you italicize it. So, we, Netflix, what are we doing? We,
0: who's, who's writing and proofreading these? Welcome to uh, Grammar Correcting Pet Ants, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, this trailer is two minutes and 37 seconds.
1: Yeah, but it was exciting. I actually was very excited by this trailer and very much looking forward to Vikings Valhalla. Yeah. Season two. Yeah, I can't wait for there to be another black viking queen for everyone to get upset about.
0: Can't have black viking, black people didn't exist in viking days. Or something. Something like that. I can't believe people complain about that shit on the internet.
1: I can't, well, I mean, I can. Because people complain about anything. And if you surround yourself with enough people that don't check you for saying, you know, lightly veiled racist shit then you're just gonna keep spouting it
0: yeah alright uh last trailer this week to wrap things up uh we got a trailer for who killed santa a murderville murder mystery someone just made the naughty list who killed santa a murderville murder mystery is now streaming on netflix senior detective Tierra. Terry Seattle, Thierry Tiara,
1: uh,
0: is back. And this time, the case is critical, along with his two celebrity guest stars. uh, There's more than that. Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph. He is on a mission to figure out, Ellipsis, who killed Santa? Uh, Oh, man, I couldn't. I can't believe that's the mystery after reading the title of this. Uh, But here's the catch. Bateman and Rudolph aren't being given the script. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. Together with Terry Seattle and many surprises, uh, they will have to improvise their way through the case. Will they figure out who killed Santa? A holiday-hating detective is forced to solve a murder and save Christmas with help from famous trainees who must improv their way through the case.
1: I get that. They have to explain the premise of Murderville to people who likely haven't seen Murderville because it's Murderville and nobody apparently watched Murderville. But hearing them be like, yeah, here's the catch. Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph weren't given scripts. And we're like, we, we know it's an improv show. Of course they weren't given scripts.
0: So. I uh, I already watched this. I'm going to watch it again because we're talking about this on our actual Christmas episode. That is track. Um I. Trek? I'm an That's idiot. I, I said
1: true and correct at the same time.
0: Shreked, Shrek is love. Um, the the one thing that I will say here is that like a really good choice that they made for this is that Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph don't join the investigation at the same time. Oh, okay. So like Jason Bateman's there from the beginning, and then like later on, like halfway through it. They're like, Maya Rudolph, you help now, too. And she's just like, I have no idea what's going on. And Will Arnett's just like, Jason Bateman, explain it to her. And then, like, the only things that she has to go off of are the things that he can remember to tell her within, like, 30 seconds. That's
1: OK. That's pretty good. And yeah, that's a great gr- gag.
0: And-, and she's confused for the rest of it.
1: Oh, perfect. Uh, So th- they a third detective gets introduced uh tra- or detective trainee gets introduced uh, i know who it is because uh people on reddit fucking spoiled it oh and i would been i would have been really excited to not know who it was i'm going to not talk about who it is right now
0: yeah also the timing of that one's pretty good i don't i don't know if i want to just say it but like don't say it they they introduce him <laughs> at a time that makes it much funnier.
1: All right. So, so yeah. Uh, as the only champions for Murderville on the internet, uh, we will, of course, be watching this. Uh, we will, of course, be talking about it on the Crimbus episode, which will drop uh, sometime this week. But, yes, I'm very excited. I want to see Murderville, more Murderville. Uh, I hope the special does well. So that way people are like, oh, this Murderville thing's funny let's watch more murderville and they watch all of season one and then season one, uh, that all gets it renewed.
0: Yeah. Cause, um, I mean, murderville is based on, I think it's a British British show. Um, what the fuck is it called? Oh, I think, uh, the British show it's murder and successville. um, that it's it's based on but like they do the same thing uh they have like celebrity guests come and like help solve the crime and like the the trainee doesn't know what the fuck's going on but the twist of it is is like everybody in the show like it's supposed to be a city where like actors retire and like all live together so they have just like people playing you know whatever actor um I don't know. Like there's a like Lady Gaga and, like Bjork and shit just like live in the town. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm reading this. Uh the second episode of season of season one, or as the Brits call it, series one, uh is described as When Reese Witherspoon is found murdered, Greg James teams up with D.I. Sleet to uncover the culprit. Reverend Gary Barlow, Justin Bieber, and Mary Barry are all suspects in the case.
0: Yeah. The fuck. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. I think the the premise is a little Um I don't know. It's a bit much. But I think I think that Murderville is like the best way to do that.
1: Sorry, I'm laughing at the, the, the season finale of, of season one. The detectives learn that pharmacist Lindsay Lohan has been spray tanned to death before tonight's beauty pageant organized by businessman Russell Brand, a pageant which which Sleet and gym owner Vladimir Putin are judges, (laughs) and psychopathic (laughs) killer Kim Kardashian is a contestant. Forensic pathologist Richard Hammond then shows them the body, and journalist Lily Allen is murdered during the case. It's like a fucking fever dream.
0: Yeah. Uh, the fifth episode of the first season is, uh, there's, there's a proctologist named Dr. Obama, which I guess is just Barack Obama. He retired and became a butt doctor.
1: Oh my fucking God. Where, where is this show? I'm, uh, I, I have to watch this. This is fucking, this, this is like someone in cocaine thought of an idea and they made it.
0: (laughs) Well, isn't, um... Like, I think there's just a, a BBC streaming service, right? Because it's on BBC Three. I would imagine it's on there.
1: That would make sense. But nothing on the internet makes sense anymore. no. Uh, I don't see it. Oh, there's a whole episode on you. the, the first episodes on YouTube. Hmm. So uh, that that seems to be it. That seems to be the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, the man. whole thing is just on YouTube. OK, man,
0: why don't we why don't we watch um, Amazon Prime originals on this show? Because apparently they have a movie called Your Christmas or Mine.
1: Well, it's then a romantic comedy. Well, then this show would have to be called Welcome to Primetime. <laughs>
0: Bitch. <laughs> Bitch.
1: Although we couldn't say bitch in the title of the podcast because people would take it down, but still or just put like b star, star 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 b star 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 yeah no one can take that that's that's mine you can't have that title for an Amazon prime podcast Gerald tell him
0: uh I don't know let's do uh we're done with trailers and things, yeah. Uh, let's do quick hits where we talk about things we watched this week outside of the normal viewing schedule.
1: Uh, I'll start. I watched more Wednesday. Uh, I watched about like three f- four more episodes and uh, the mystery isn't carrying the show but it's gotten better because Wednesday's actually proving to be a real human being which was my big Big problem with the show in the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. She was not a person. She was just like.
0: Just doing Wednesday Adam things. Morbid for the sake of being morbid.
1: Now she actually seems to have like some growth happening, which is cool. Uh, I like growth in my characters. So uh, we'll need to finish. Probably we'll finish over the weekend uh, because then I'll have less stuff to watch that aren't Christmas related. Nice. Uh, What about you?
0: Uh, I watched the first season of The Way of the House Husband because they're putting out a second season soon and also because uh, I'm not currently employed and I want to learn how to be a better house husband.
1: Your house runs on Duncan and we got to make sure that you say hello to your chocolate blend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of which, how is Operation Duncan going right now?
0: um fine (laughs) uh i don't know i was told that i would be murdered if i started doing that so um way the house husband's good it's uh it's an animated show uh it's a former yakuza member who uh retires from being a yakuza and like his wife works in like a high powered office job. So she's the breadwinner. He just like cooks and cleans and does the shopping and stuff, but like he does it with the intense ferocity of a Yakuza member. So it's like, he's talking about, you know, cleaning the house, but he's just like, sometimes you just got to get your hands dirty and get right in there and beat up the dirt and all this shit. So, uh, it's good it's it's a joke that uh, remains funny each time they do it
1: yeah cuz they break it out pretty pretty well like every episode's like well every episode is about 20 minutes but every episode has like four minisodes in it so that like every bit lasts just long enough for you to say okay this is fine i'm not getting tired of this
0: mhm but
1: uh, yeah it's good. Yeah. It's a good show. Did you watch um, the, the live action of the house husband thing that was attached to it?
0: I have not yet. Probably going to probably going to check this out uh, sometime yeah. this week. So
1: it's that shows a fever dream and it's like the best kind of fever dream because it's just long enough where you're never tired of what's happening on the screen.
0: OK. It's just a real guy doing Marie Kondo's good work.
1: Yeah. Also, features Jonah Scott, who is Netflix's resident deep voice guy on anime.
0: Okay. Uh, And that's it. So I think that'll take us into a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about our main review topic for the week. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean.
1: The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our wonderful patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, the Mike Rula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Casey Moore, Jason the Nerdrovert, Sam the Herlihy Boy Hurley, Nick Haskins, David Powell, and my mom. If you'd like to join that illustrious list of patrons, visit Patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. Or, if you'd like to support us without spending any money, you can share our podcast on social media, tell a friend, or review the podcast on any podcatcher. It'd be greatly appreciated. Now, back to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get our main view out before the week. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean
0: all right uh jojo's bizarre adventures part six stone ocean is the continuation of the adventures of the joestar family and dealing with uh the evil of dio and his accomplices basically uh plot summary uh florida 2011 framed for a dui and imprisoned young jolene has been detained um After an embarrassing incident, she gets acquainted with another female inmate. Before she's transferred to prison, Jolene receives a few items from her family, including a strange stone pendant uh, on which she pricks herself. Learning it has come from her father, Jolene angrily tosses it away. Uh, On the way to prison, Jolene befriends an inmate named Ermis Costello and gains a mysterious new power, which allows her body uh, to unravel into strings. Uh, It's basically most of what happens in the first episode. Um, so it's, it's a prison break and she has to fight enemy stand users. hmm. That is correct. I'm sure you know how I felt about this. Uh, Dan, what did you think of part six, the continuation of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure?
1: Uh, it's kind of a mess, honestly. It, uh, whoever fucking wrote this got like, saw Christopher Nolan and just went like that. and just Um, like got high on his own fucking supply was like yeah I'm the greatest in the shit Uh, we're gonna make this one all about gravity Uh, and gravity equals time uh, and therefore everything's always been about time and it doesn't matter
0: yeah Um, I don't know that's the whole thing like the what it ultimately ends up being about is fate and trying to avoid fate and alter your fate and not being able to alter your fate, and then dying. I like this. It's not. It's not the most coherent. No season uh, by any means. Uh, it's got some of the biggest ideas that, like, I feel like it could have benefited from just like being lengthened out a bit more, or like just yeah. focus on different things. Yes.
1: That's that is the correct yeah. answer. It's thirty eight episodes. It does not need to be longer than it is.
0: No, not really. No, but like, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a few points where it's like, I know what's going on because I'm uh, a person who watches YouTube videos, but like they're they're not doing their best job of making this accessible for people who don't already know about it.
1: Yeah, which is which is basically how I feel like
0: uh,
1: basically the second made in heaven is, is a fucking thing. I'm just confused as to what's fucking going on at all.
0: Well, the good news is that I can explain all of it.
1: I don't know if I want you to.
0: I don't know <laughs> if I care.
1: Because like. I, I, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, um, I don't know. It's it has some of my least favorite characters in the entire series. Probably has my favorite main character though.
0: Jolene's very good. Um, I like Jolene a lot. I think. Um, I think like the core team, of like, Jolene, Hermes, and Foo Fighters, are very good. Um, mm. like even. Even Emporio weather report and like he kind of comes in at the 11th hour and starts doing things. But like Anastasia is pretty good, mm. uh, although like his stand, I think, is actually pretty interesting. And I wish that they had taken the time to like show what it can actually do, because they explain his ability once and then like for the rest of it, it's just like, oh, he can like go through objects and it's like, can't all stands kind of do that because their spirits but that's fine.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I very much dislike the characterization of Hermes and Anastasia could fall off a cliff and die for the <laughs> rest of life and
0: I'd be fine. What's well, the thing? Like, both of them, I think they just could have done a lot more with. I like Hermes. I think that, like, they could have had her do something other than just, like, screaming at everything. Yes.
1: That is all her character is—is is screaming. What the fuck is going on? Which I didn't realize there was gonna be this much swearing in in uh, JoJo's show. Yeah, they do it, it being a lot. That much swearing in the other parts. It just seems like ah, we're appealing to Western audiences. Let's add some fucks in there.
0: Uh it does take place in Florida, so that's the yeah. other thing. Is that there's there's a lot of guns in this.
1: Yeah, uh, a a child has a belly button gun.
0: Yes. um... (laughs) Uh, That sounds wild with no context.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's what this show is, is wild without context.
0: So, uh, yeah, Jolene's our main character. She's the daughter of Jotaro, who is the main character in part three. Um, As a main character in Jojo, she has um a close range power type stand which means mm-hmm. that she attacks things by punching it uh but her unique ability i think is pretty cool yes um so like she can unravel her stand into a thread and also like unravel her own body so like she like if somebody shoots at her she can make like a really tight weave of these threads to basically function as like kevlar and stop the bullet mm-hmm. which she does a couple times um she can uh like if somebody's going to punch through her and like you know punch out her guts or whatever she can like unravel her body to just like open a hole up so that their fist passes right through which is pretty cool yep uh she also has like some limited utility as like the team healer cuz she can use her threads to like suture wounds uh which yeah, she does well, quite in, a few times well,
1: I, I qualify her as the paladin because she does have healing ability, but her main role is still DPS. Uh, yeah,
0: she's not the main healer. You're uh, is such is a fucking
1: Because uh, she just is until she isn't because she dies.
0: Uh, that's a spoiler. But yeah. Um, yeah, Foo Fighter is the other. Like one of the main team, which like is basically. Foo Fighter is really weird. Um, so it's kind of an alien, but it's really just like plankton that was given a stand and therefore consciousness and a soul and then possessed the body of an inmate who died. Uh, so they t- they refer to her as FF, but we all know that it stands for Foo Fighter. Um yes. So like her weakness is that she has to drink water constantly, but her strength is that she can regenerate plankton like indefinitely. So as long as there's like... One plankton still living, she can regenerate, uh, and she can make plankton go into other people's bodies to like cure their wounds and shit. So she's effectively the team healer. She, like, it's similar to what Jorno's ability is in Golden Wind.
1: Yes. Uh, and
0: then there's Ermis, who is. Yep. Ermis, who the, the has genial. the stand Kiss, uh, mm-hmm. which they localized as Smack, which is not good not good it's not a good name uh it's called kiss it even says kiss on the front of it but they still just call it smack uh the ability itself is pretty interesting uh so she can like she makes like these little stickers that have like lip prints on them but anything she puts a sticker on uh duplicates so then there's like two of it and then when she peels the sticker off the two items um join back together and like the impact of them coming back together causes damage. So like she can stick it on an enemy's head and like the enemy grows a second head, then she peels a sticker off, the two heads slam together and then like blood flies out.
1: Yeah. And um yeah, that's uh definitely used a lot and definitely definitely talked about in referenced so much that Ermis can do fucking that mm-hmm. all the time. It's, and it's, it's definitely never, ever used. Almost
0: ever. <laughs> uh, they kind of beat it into the ground. It is like plot advancement, the stand. Yeah. Because like just the things that it can do are like always useful. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, a lot of the things that like, stone-free Jolene stand can do, or, like, they call it Stone Ocean in this because we're not allowed to say the actual names of Jimi Hendrix songs. Um But, like, since it can unravel into threads, like, she can use that as, like, uh to, like, extend her own senses so she can, like, feel and hear things far away and mm-hmm. basically do, like, the cup on a string thing. Like, oh, from yeah. when you were a kid. Um She doesn't do that enough. Like, I think if I had... Stone free is my stand. I would just like constantly have like a web of threads following me everywhere, so I could have like an advanced like sensory. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a ne- like an advanced network of some kind. Yeah, just um, we to wear
1: everything going on.
0: Next main character is a little kid. Um, his name is Emporio. He's uh, the child of a woman who was in prison. And uh, so he was born at the prison and Mm -hmm. his mom died. But because of his stand ability, he was able to, like, hide there. Um, So his stand is called burning down the house, which I don't think they say once. No, Uh, like, I don't think his stand has a localized name because I don't think they name his stand. Uh, But basically the oh, apparently it's called burn the house down, which is kind of funny. Okay, uh, but it uh it allows him to interact with ghost objects so like similar to when people die you know a ghost comes out or whatever um there was like a section of the prison that burnt down it's like there's ghosts of the room and like all the shit that was in it so like he has like a little ghost portal that he'll go into and be like in this old timey room uh yeah. and and it doesn't have a bed in it so weather report has to sleep in the grand piano and I was like but he could just sleep on the floor yeah like a normal person <laughs> um so that's an interesting ability um weather report is the user of the stand weather report uh because he lost his memory so he just uses his stand's name yep uh Weather manipulation pretty pretty much does what it says on the tin. Uh, and the last main character on the hero side is uh, Narciso Anastasia, who is the stand user for Diver Down or Diver Drive, as it's localized. Um, basically, like he can jump into objects and like manipulate the molecules and stuff to like change their appearance. He can change people's appearance into. Looking like other people um, it looks like a scuba diver, which is a pretty cool design um i I wish that they would have done more stuff with it yes, uh the other like the really cool ability that it has that like they reference exactly one time and never again, and like they could have done a lot more interesting things with uh is power storage. So it can strike a surface and it basically is like uh like the stasis rune in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild where like you freeze an object in time and then he punches it a bunch and then he can unleash the energy all at once. So like he can punch like a vault door a bunch of times and then like unleash the energy all at once and it like just flies off its hinges
1: oh yeah they did that exactly one time exactly when one was,
0: time when he was introduced and then they never did it again yep and it's a good ability and they should have used it uh also like since his stand can dive into things like somebody loses a leg or something diver dry diver down can dive into them and like act as their lost leg
1: yeah it's a neat ability uh, I wish it wasn't attached to such a garbage character.
0: Yeah, I don't know because he's uh... Anastasia is kind of an incel.
1: Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> fucking unhinged man! That, that guy was that guy was fucking something.
0: Yeah, he's crazy. Um, we'll talk more about the main villain later, but like the main villain's primary stand. Uh, and I'll explain more why I'm qualifying that way when we get into the plot. Yes. Uh, it's called White Snake, or they localize it as Pale Snake, uh, which is also not good. Oh. No. So, like, the stand user is uh, Father Pucci, who is, like, the, the chaplain of, like, the prison uh, church or whatever the fuck uh so white snake basically it lets him um like turn people's memories and or stands into uh CD-ROMs that he can then take and put into other people which is uh crazy so like he has just like a collection of stands whenever he needs a villain to go and kill Jolene he can just like give a random prisoner a stand and uh be like hey go go kill her
1: yeah Um, yeah it's it's a cool way of like getting around the stand arrow which uh, has been destroyed a million times mm -hmm. and seemingly always comes back so it's yeah because there's like
0: around that there's like a hundred stand arrows but but yeah i'm glad that they didn't just like oh here's another stand arrow yeah and also it gets around like because uh you know you and you and me can talk all all we want about which what our stands would be but we both know that we have no stand like we have no fighting spirit so if we were stabbed by the arrow we would just die uh but this basically like since you can turn a stand into a disc like anybody can get a stand
1: yeah yeah that's true
0: um so that's the main characters and the villain um pick your three favorites and then i'll talk about my three favorites i guess and then we'll talk about the actual plot
1: three favorite enemy stands yeah um i was really a big fan of uh jailhouse rock uh for the the one episode and then the second episode i'm like we're still doing this okay uh but basically it's like uh jailhouse lock uh or rock. It's it's localized to Jailhouse Lock. Uh yeah, so fine. the thing fine is
0: it actually is called Jailhouse Lock.
1: Okay. Then that's fine. That's fine. it's regardless, it's still a good name. Uh so yeah, Jailhouse Lock is just like, hey, uh if you think about doing something and you touch these bars, you're you're only gonna remember three things at a time. Yeah, you're like if if everything. you try
0: if you try to break out of prison, uh you're going to have to do memento. Uh, yes. And they, they do a better version of Memento than what uh, the fuck Christopher Nolan could do.
1: Yeah, uh, sure. I got very annoyed by the second episode. We're, st- we're still in the middle of this. We're still doing yeah. it. I so mean, it
0: even extends to the point where like you can only remember like you have your long term memories still. And like Jolene's writing stuff on herself to try to remember more things and like hold on to information. But it's like um, if there's four guards pursuing her since she can only remember three things she only sees three of them. Yes. Which is a choice. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, I don't know. That one is really interesting. I like that.
1: Yeah. I I just wish that I didn't get tired of that whole gimmick because two full episodes of them just running around being like but why do I have to go here again? Oh, uh, oh, uh, it's this thing. I should do this thing. I-, I gotta go see this person. What thing do I have to do now? And this is, it just repeats itself over and over and I just want to like stab <laughs> my eyes out.
0: Well, like the whole time it was just like, ah, oh, bitch, like this is so frustrating. Like, just do the thing. Yeah. And then she ends up like because writing it on herself, she figures out, like, isn't doing the trick. So, like, she actually uses stone free to stitch it into her hand and like, oh, that must be really important. I have to go see Emporio.
1: Yeah. Uh, next one, as I leaf through uh, some episodes really quickly. Is uh, it's probably. It's probably actually just weather report himself, because. Uh, he does this fucking wild thing. Yeah, Weather at Report at one part. point
0: gets his memory back and becomes a oh, villain Oh, that's for that is not what
1: I'm talking about. I'm but, talking yeah. about when he makes the, the fucking poison frogs rain from the sky.
0: Yeah, so like there's reports of, uh, you know, animals falling from the sky in weather sometimes. Uh, so he makes it rain poison dart frogs to kill like a bunch of bad guys and give Jolene a chance to get uh Star Platinum stand disk out of the prison because that's like the first main part of the plot mm. is that white snake steals Star Platinum's uh stand disk and Jotaro's dying because of it he sure is uh and then my
1: fi- probably the final one is underworld or netherworld as it's localized to yeah
0: underworld's pretty cool
1: where uh this this dude just brings up uh you know like a plane crash into the fucking ground and so he's able to like like bring back the memory of the the plane crash uh, yeah
0: like basically the way they explain is like um you know memories of dead people are stored in the ground where they die so like he can he can force you into a memory by like literally digging it up Mm -hmm. which is interesting i don't know um there's some that are really stupid in this one. Like sky high is really stupid. It's basically like, really uh, he has the guy who owns sky high. He has the ability to, uh, control sky rods, which is like a cryptid that people made up because they saw a moth flying across like the frame of a picture. And because of like the way digital cameras work, it looked like it was a really long thing with like a bunch of wings. Yeah. uh, so like that's dumb. Um, I don't know. I, Bohemian Rhapsody was annoying to me. Uh, basically like it can, it can animate characters from like pictures and storybooks and stuff. But like, basically we had an episode where Pinocchio followed weather report around and tried to kill him.
1: Yeah. And also Da Vinci.
0: Yeah.
1: Or uh, Van, Van, Go, Goh, yeah. Van Gogh. Yeah. Gogh. Yeah. Uh, th- I-, I was going to be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then it just kept going with how much shit it was pulling out. I was like, look at all these fucking Japanese characters that are just randomly, for some reason, leaving Japan. Like, it was a worldwide event. Yeah. that This man, this man just sitting in an airplane just had, like, one of the most powerful stands of all time because it affected the entire fucking planet.
0: Yeah. Um, The other one, which, like, the ability itself was kind of cool. Uh, and relevant to the plot but like i the the reason i'm going to complain about it uh is because of the localized name uh so there's a stand called limp biscuit yeah uh they localized it as limp viskit with a v yeah that's it. uh the correct name would have been flaccid pancake uh that's true because that is how they localized it in the jojo's bizarre adventure eyes over heaven video game
1: oh well okay then
0: um i don't know um uh, favorites i it's confusing as fuck but i really like dragon's dream for some reason uh it- dragon's dream is owned by a creepy old man who drinks his own piss uh to achieve spiritual enlightenment uh yes. but basically like it's based on the concept of feng shui uh so like there's there's certain ways to like move and orient yourself to like achieve optimal energy flow, so like what dragon's dream does is point out like the optimal uh direction of attack to like defeat your enemy and protect yourself mm-hmm. uh so basically like he it's like feng shui assassination where like he he manipulates luck to be able to kill enemies i don't know it's interesting it's like i said it's confusing as fuck but i um i like it sure i i do kind of like the debt collector marilyn manson uh it doesn't really do anything cool but basically no. like they make a bet and then it'll like come and steal your organs and stuff i guess
1: yeah it was it was cool to watch ermis get her liver ripped out because yeah i was already growing tired <laughs> of what i was doing <laughs>
0: I don't know. The stand itself doesn't really do anything interesting, but like No. I don't know. The the way they use it, I guess, in the story is interesting. Actually, um, I'm gonna skip that and say Survivor. I thought Survivor was actually kind of cool. So it's like, idea. Survivor, they they describe it as being the weakest stand, but basically what it was is like uh it it like sends an electrical signal into people's brains that like Causes them to experience uh, uncontrollable rage and just start killing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's based on what the fuck was the um, the real world thing that they were referencing. It was like uh, it was like a group of hikers in like in well, the mountains. They, they, they got that like,
1: like a mountain or something. Like they got trapped on a mountain and just basically did a fight pit.
0: Yeah but I don't know. There's like a real world thing that I think that they, they were kind of going for there. Uh, but like basically, yeah, because of some doll freak out and like they can't feel pain and they become extremely violent. So like, they're just all killing each other. And like they unleash this while Jolene is in like the punishment wing so that like everybody can just try to kill her. Um, the other one that I liked a lot is called highway to hell. Um, which they localized it, I guess, as freeway through hell, which is dumb. Um, But basically like the guy who uses it, like the stand itself is like any damage that gets done to the user gets done to the target of it. And the guy who is the stand user is suicidal. So he's fighting Hermes and he like tries to hang himself and therefore, like Hermes is like choking and gasping for air, and she has what to the try to save. Going on, man? She has what to the try to save. Shit? She has to try to save the stand user's oh, life. I'm gonna die. Fuck. Yeah.
1: What the fuck?
0: I don't know. I think that one was cool. It's a cool ability. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a cool stand. It, again, it was just focused on a badly realized character. Yeah. I'm gonna. I I I am going to hate Hermes and Anastasia for the rest of my life. Uh I, I I'm glad what happens to them happens to a degree.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's um there's a couple other ones but like, you know, most of them are like monster of the week type things. They show up once and then the user gets killed and uh then they're not important anymore. And the ones that are important, we'll talk about when we go through the plot. So, uh let's go through the plot. Uh so like I said, like the first Chapter basically is, um, you know, White Snake corners Jolene and, uh, like, basically forces Jotaro to defend Jolene, uh, which leaves him vulnerable and allows mm-hmm. White Snake to steal his stand disc and memory disc. Uh, and then Jolene's trying to get the stand disc and memory disc out of the prison because uh, the Speedwagon Foundation has her dad who is, like, in a comatose state and he's going to die because the stand is his soul and the body can't live without it. That is correct. Um, this is just a lot of setup. We don't get into like what the main plot is really. Um, you know, it shows all, all the stand abilities and what they are. Um, I don't know. The first, first batch is pretty good. Um, it ends with, you know, Poochie revealing himself to be uh, the stand user of Whitesnake and then dying on his way back to his home planet. <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah, that's definitely what happens. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely not that frogs start fucking raining from the sky that when that fucking happened, I just went, what the fuck is Weather Report? Like, this is this is w- some wild shit that Weather Report can do. And yeah. It does not seem overpowered in any way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, we'll get into more things that Weather Report can do uh, at the end of our discussion of the plot, which, you know, is even more fucking ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The first part, like like I said, there's not there's not a ton of plot yet other than just like I'm going to break out of jail and also I'm going to bring my dad back to life. Uh, but they don't get into like what the wider plot is yet. It's just a bunch of fights for most of it.
1: Yeah, and then it's like loosely introducing Poochie to everybody and be mm-hmm. like, this is what Pale Snake does, and you know you know what Pale Snake does, so now let's just reveal the stand user. And we won't get into his motivations here, but you'll you'll know he he's the bad guy.
0: Yeah. I guess that is one thing interesting too, is like every time Uh, Poochie needs to talk to, like, another one of the stand users. He, like, Poochie's standing off in the shadows and Whitesnake is actually doing the talking. Right. Um, So I guess in that way, it's kind of like King Crimson in Part 5, because it's like, you know, you've seen the stand, but you don't know who the user is. Right. So they end up, uh, you know, they find, like, a collection of stand discs that Poochie had grabbed off of people, um, which includes star platinum. So they're able to get that out of the prison and get it back to Jotaro, which, uh, at least like his, um, his mind isn't back. Like he's just kind of like in a vegetative state, but he's not dying. Right. But like the stand disc was just kind of discarded. Whereas like his memory disc was what was taken. So, you know, why is that weird thing? Because, like, Pucci really wanted Jotaro's memories, not his stand. Because, uh, like, for four consecutive seasons of this, we've been told that uh, Star Platinum is the ultimate stand.
1: That is true. Uh, but also, as we find out, I think somebody tried to put Star Platinum into themselves, and Star Platinum rejects it. So it seems well, like Star Platinum's even like, eh, now fuck you.
0: Uh jolene tried to put it in when she found the disc but she already had a stand so her body mm. rejected it because you can't have two stands like presumably if stone ocean was taken out of her she'd be able to use it so i don't know
1: hmm. that is something they didn't play with enough Just imagine Poochie with like a fucking trench coat full of fucking uh, stand discs that he just like was able to remove at any time and like put in a stand stand for that situation
0: he was in. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would. I don't know. The uh, second batch of episodes mainly deals with like um, Jolene trying to figure out the second disc and everybody just like trying to figure out what the fuck Poochie's game is. So like, uh, they kind of split the party and like, Jolene gets her put herself put into like the high security wing in solitary confinement. Whereas like, um, armas and foo fighters are running around doing other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a series of fights and then like, this is where we start getting into the actual plot, like the, the meat of the thing. Uh, because we find out that uh, Pucci is a disciple of Dio and like there's a flashback episode where um, Dio basically is explaining his like he, he knows that he like because this is after, um, you know, like it flashes back to like during the events of. Uh, stardust crusaders basically where like uh dio already has a stand in everything and uh since he took jonathan joestar's body he has the joestar birthmark uh and he explains how like people who have the birthmark are um like fated to to meet each other and stuff uh because like all of Dio's offspring have the birthmark, and like obviously, like all the Joe stars have it, and like mm. it's like a, a symbol of like the fact that they're fated to to clash with each other. Um, so basically, Dio's plan is to create heaven, uh, which is you know how he describes being able to uh, alter slash accept your own fate. Um, which like, it's, it's a wild idea. Uh, yes. but basically like it requires Dio to like, cause Dio knows that like, he's going to get caught and get killed and everything. Mm. So like the plan requires Dio to be resurrected. Uh, so he gives Poochie one of his bones, uh, after inscribing his like sleeper cell activation phrase onto his stand, which is his soul. Um, so like whenever the bone gets resurrected, uh, Poochie can say the activation phrase and like whatever is created that is like the resurrection of Dio will recognize him as it's as a, a friend, basically. Yep. Um, Dio explains how gravity works. So like uh, we've, we kind of referenced it before, but like the the big theme of the show overall is like fate. Um, like fate is like a real, like palpable thing in this universe. So like, uh, it's basically like gravity pulling people together. Uh, that's how fate works. Like you can't escape the gravitational pull of somebody that you're fated to meet. Right. Um, so that's the whole thing that they talk about a bunch. um, So basically, like the stand limp biscuit, it it has the ability to um, resurrect things as like ghosts, like weird zombie ghost things. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Uh, But Poochie has the guy do that on Dio's bone, uh, which causes it to start to grow into something
1: something that's never talked about ever again. They're just like, Hey, let's go look for it. And like now on second thought, let's not go look for it. And then it just disappears.
0: So, um, Poochie also knew like, uh, you know, creating heaven would require a certain, um, a certain stand to be able to do it, uh, which the world wasn't able to do it. And like Poochie wasn't able to do it, but his, ability to like kind of manipulate stands and give stands to people and collect stands uh, was kind of the key thing so like he could give the right person the right ability at the right time to be able to create the stand that would bring about heaven um, so they resurrect this bone uh, it turns into the green baby uh, which basically is like a weird baby plant monster yes. uh, which has its own stand called the green green grass of home uh which turns people into fucking trees and m- manipulates distances in a weird way like they're trying to catch the baby and like every time they run halfway to it the distance doubles because they shrink mm-hmm. uh it's wild ability uh it's it's real weird Another thing that they could have probably explained a lot more, but um, yes, basically the green baby is uh, the resurrected Dio to, like at least to an extent, like it's a
1: to an extent his but, his
0: but, soul resurrected or whatever.
1: Yes, but they also just needed to you know explain more about the green fucking baby. Yeah, because the green baby just shows up and they're just like, "Yep, it's the green baby." And now Poochie has it.
0: And now Poochie
1: <laughs> has it merged with his
0: stand. Yeah, that's the thing, too, about, you know, like. The the fights are cool. They could have taken more time for some of the other things and explaining the actual the actual story and everything. Um, but basically what happens is. Um, so the reason Poochie had no interest in in Star Platinum is because the thing he actually needed was uh Jotaro's memory disc because um like Dio's whole heaven plan was written down in his journal which after Jotaro killed Dio like he burned his journal and stuff so nobody could ever like try to follow up with like the crazy shit that Dio was doing correct uh but since he read it before he burned it it was stored in his memory so Pucci turn Jotaro's memory into a disk so that he could read it and know the contents of Dio's journal so that he would know the activation phrase to tell the green baby to get it to merge with his stand uh, which causes White Snake to evolve into the stand C Moon, which has the power of gravity manipulation uh, which as we stated earlier, gravity is the same thing as fate Yeah uh, If it sounds crazy that's because it is.
1: Yep, that's very true. Uh, like I said, it, it feels like uh, the writer just went, yo, I'm here for some wild shit this time. All it is is just craziness. It's, it's not going to make any sense. Yep.
0: Uh, so there's also like um, weird time shit happens along with it. Like he, um, after he absorbs the green baby uh poochi's like sitting outside a grocery store. And it's actually a pretty cool scene. Like, A lady comes out and like she has a full grocery bag. She like drops a a carton of eggs out of it and uh, Mm -hmm. Poochie catches it and hands it back to her. But like while their hands are in contact, like there's a localized time distortion. So like her fingernails grow like an inch out and her like watch spins forward really rapidly. Uh, And then she ends up dropping the eggs because she's like shocked. Like, why the fuck are my nails so long? So like she drops the eggs and they crack open and they all contain baby chicks uh because you know time jumped ahead
1: Yeah yeah that's where we start to see the first even the grocery store
0: eggs I'm pretty sure aren't fertile and wouldn't turn into chicks but that's fine No but it's a cool visual cuz it's fucked up Yeah it's fucking wild Um before we get into like the actual like end game of everything uh, let's talk about the second to last arc, which involves Weather Report, and it's the fucking craziest thing I think I've ever seen. Sure. Um, so he ends up getting his his memory disk back, uh, and Weather Report finds out that his um, he's actually Poochie's biological brother, uh, and like Poochie like- basically like. Destroyed his entire life and locked him into prison because like uh, his ability was the only thing that could like disrupt his plan or whatever the fuck. Uh, so his uh, second ability, Heavy Weather, awakens. Um Heavy weather is an ability that unconsciously activates after weather recovers his memories stolen by Poochie. Unlike the what the rest of weather reports abilities, heavy heavy weather is automatic, stemming from weather's rage against humanity. Uh, He alters the refraction angle of the sun's rays entering Earth's atmosphere with weather reports ability to control the weather. As a result, rainbows manifest in the surrounding vicinity. Those who touch the rainbows will perceive themselves as being a snail due to a natural subliminal effect created by the altered refraction angle. All animals are affected by the metamorphosis aside from weather report who is immune to the effect. Uh, Pucci theorizes that perhaps there is an image of snails being reflected in the sun's rays or the sun reminds organisms of their prehistoric instincts. The deep subliminal effect of the ability physically affects their bodies as well. So (laughs) this is the fucking craziest shit. Yes. Uh, Weather Report makes rainbows that subliminally message people to believe that they're snails. So everybody turns into snails. Yeah,
1: it's it's crazy.
0: It's a fever dream.
1: It is the wildest thing I've seen in anime. And I've seen some wild shit. Yeah, I've seen Evangelion. So
0: this happens for three episodes. Uh, Poochie ends up, you know, defeating Weather Report at the end of those three episodes. Uh, Heavy weather ends. Everybody turns back into a human and they refuse to elaborate further.
1: Yeah, it's just like, oh, we were snails. That was interesting. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Uh,
0: I believe I'm a snail. Therefore, I became a snail. Crazy it's crazy, um, shit. yeah, the whole time during these three episodes, me and Vanessa were looking at each other like why, why is this the way that this is <laughs> and at at some point, I decided that I loved it and that I was just gonna go with it, sure,
1: uh, I was like, yeah, this is happening, okay uh we'll 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 get on with it and see what happens.
0: Ah, <sighs> what a dumb, dumb thing to happen. But, uh, so anyway, uh, back to the main plot, I guess. So what Dio's idea of heaven actually is, is basically like, uh, we want to take all of humanity, uh, all living things, all animals, essentially, uh, pluck them from the universe, make them watch through their entire uh, time in the universe, like their entire li- lifespan so they can see their entire fated path, drop them back into an identical universe with full knowledge of their fate uh, and their mm-hmm. inability to escape it uh, and basically make them live out their fated path uh, with complete foreknowledge of it and then just decide to make peace with it or not. And that's Dio's idea of heaven uh, is knowing your fate and coming to be at peace with it. Yes. Uh, So in order to do that. uh, You need to create the green baby, which is the manifestation of Dio's soul Um, merge it, you know, like Poochie gets control of it. So he has sea moon, which allows him to manipulate gravity uh, and then you have to go to a specific set of coordinates at a specific time where the gravity conditions are just right, uh, which will cause Sea Moon to evolve into the stand made in heaven. Uh, so basically, Poochie has to go to Cape Canaveral uh, during a new moon, uh, which is like when the conditions of gravity are just right. Uh, so Cape Canaveral, and you know, like. Uh, it it has like unique aspects that make it good for launching rockets into space. Basically like it's at the equator where like centrifugal force weakens the effect of gravity. Yes. Uh, and also like, because, you know, sea level isn't just like constant globally, like uh, where Cape Canaveral is in relation to sea level gives it like specific properties of gravity where, you know, it's, Gravity is less there. Yes. Um so they go there, like the uh Jolene and crew go to try to stop Poochie uh like two days before the new moon. Uh and Poochie's like, hey, Moon, you know, like I can just surround myself in a metal cage and manipulate gravity to cause myself to levitate up into the air. So I can Mm. just find a spot in the air that has the exact gravitic conditions that I need to cause Maiden Heaven to activate. Uh, And then he does.
1: He does it. He fucking does it. And everyone's like, huh, what an idiot. He definitely didn't do it because he just is gone for some reason.
0: Yeah, they think like there's a time jump apparently and they're trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Uh, They find out that like You know, they see Poochie, but it's just like an after image where he's like, you know, phasing through. Like bouncing around like the flash and shit. And they're like, what the fuck's happening? Uh, Turns out that he unlocked Made in Heaven, which has the power of time acceleration. uh, And he starts accelerating time to reach the end of the universe to uh, get to the singularity point. Cause like beginning of time, we have the big bang uh, end of time. We have, you know, the universe expands and eventually gravity pulls everything back together. There's a big crunch. All matter reaches a singularity point again. And then you have another big bang, uh, which creates another universe. That's basically identical to the one before it. Uh, time is a flat circle. Everything mm-hmm. repeats. Uh, So he's going to accelerate us through the universe and then put us all back into the universe with complete knowledge of our destinies.
1: Yeah, uh, so the thing that happens in this fight one time uh, and should have continued to happen, but they I I guess almost immediately forgot about it was when Jotaro during the time, the early parts of the time acceleration uh, uses the world and fucking stops time, and then uh, the the time stop ends early because time is accelerating. Yeah. And then Johto proceeds to stop time at least four more times, and all of them last exactly five seconds. Uh, you know, anime five seconds, mm-hmm. where like he seemingly can do everything he ever wanted to in the middle of the time stop. But they all should be progressively quicker because five seconds isn't five seconds anymore like what he perceives as five seconds isn't five seconds. well
0: like it seems like poochie has direct control over how much and when time is accelerating so but yeah i I know what you're saying um also like whenever you see poochie's eyes move during stopped time it's like oh fuck
1: Right, because you were you were like that for fucking because like that exact moment happens in uh Stardust Crusaders where Joe moves his eyes and you're like oh fuck here we go he can he can move during the time stop and now here it's a juxtaposition of that where you're like oh fuck the villain can move through
0: time <laughs> um what else is fucking crazy about this thing uh a lot of things um you mean the fact
1: that Emporio gets tied to a fucking dolphin and then uh rides the dolphins back through the fucking
0: cosmos (laughs) that's also true um so yeah oh that's that's another thing is like they're showing like the the negative effects of time skipping forward because like people are aware of it it's like oh you know why is why is the sky look like it's perpetually twilight and there's just like Band of light across the sky instead of the sun. Oh, the sun is like time is just moving so quickly that, like, the sun we can just see the path of it instead of like the discrete object of the sun, right? Um, but like, one of the little cutaways that they do is like a, man- a manga artist who is, uh, yeah. like, oh, the ink dries before I can get it to the paper, like in a whole night I didn't even get a a page finished. And then like he gets on the phone and it's like his agent calling him. He's like, what do you mean? There's one manga artist who uh, is still hitting his deadlines. Who is it? Rohan (laughs) Kashibe. I was like, Oh, I better be fucking
1: Rohan. It was, I was very happy
0: about that. Uh, and like, since Rohan is like, um, Araki, the guy who created JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like Rohan is his self-insert character. It's basically him flexing and saying, I'm the best. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, they, they accelerate through time. Uh Poochie gets like progressively more and more ballsy uh with what he can do because he realizes that like Star Platinum's not really a threat. So he can just like run up to people and cut their throat as time is accelerating. Uh, So he basically kills fucking everybody. Um, Yeah. And you get to see, as time accelerate, you get to see Jotaro's uh, corpse decompose in real time, uh, which is a a whole thing that they did. Um, Jolene realizes that, like, hey, we're not getting out of this. Um, Emporio, you're... You're the you're the main character now. Uh, Grab a hold of this dolphin. Because. You know, Poochie can't swim through water as quick as a dolphin, no matter what, because he's still just a regular human, even though he's accelerating time. So this dolphin will carry you into the new universe with knowledge of what happened here, and you can try to stop it. Um. So basically like the universe goes through a whole cycle. Uh, Emporio wakes up back in green dolphin prison uh, at the point where Jotaro first came to visit Jolene when she first got incarcerated. Uh, However, there are there like different bizarro versions of Jolene and Jotaro because like Poochie, killed them and removed their souls from the timeline. So it's like the universe's approximation of who they are since like, you know, he killed them during the time skip. So they're like, they're just out of the new universe. Like they weren't put back yes. into the new universe. Mm-hmm. Um. So Emporio and Poochie clash Uh, eventually like, you know, because his ability is so fucking overpowered. Um, like what, like, what the fuck are you going to do about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Emporio, uh, ends up going back to his ghost room after trying really hard not to, because, uh, Poochie the whole time was like, you know, it's your destiny. You're going to go there. Cause that's what you did in the previous universe and you can't stop it. um, it's so, like he ends up going back there, but because uh, whenever Weather Report died after turning everybody into snails, he managed to eject his stand disc and give it to them. That gives them a chance to change fate, uh, because at this point, like Poochie and Emporio are the only ones who can alter fate, because they're the only ones that went through the whole path of the universe, and like, yeah. Made in Heaven hasn't been deactivated yet, so like, fate is still kind of in flux specifically just for the two people that aren't like already back into the wheel of fate. Uh, so Emporio puts in weather's, uh, stand disc and gains the power of weather report, uh, and uses it to fucking beat Poochie's ass.
1: Yeah. Uh, which was interesting because I didn't think you could have two stands at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know how that really works because it's like Emporio is kind of holding it in like it never like fully enters his body. It's like spinning in his forehead. So I don't know if he like forces his own stand out or like if Emporio's stand is like fundamentally weak enough that he can just do it or.
1: Yeah, that's
0: another thing they don't really fully explain, but uh, it's it's pretty badass when it happens. Um. So like since Maiden Heaven's still active and everything, and Emporio like kills Poochie, basically, like that removes Poochie from fate. So like we start a a new universe uh where things are mostly the same, but a bit different. Uh so Emporio kind of comes to on the road outside of the prison. Um he sees, you know. Some familiar looking people like he he sees Hermes get kicked off a bus and then he Mm -hmm. sees like Anastasia and uh, Jolene like in a car on a road trip. And it's like, oh, my name is Irene and this is Anakis Skywalker. Uh, So Their (laughs) names are a little bit different. Um, And it's like Jolene's like, this is my boyfriend. We're on the way to go see my dad. And if my dad approves, we'll probably end up getting married. Uh, and this whole time Emporio is just crying because he's like, you know, without Poochie having an effect on the universe, like, uh, like, this is what could have been. They right? broke so fate should've... and everybody gets to have a happy ending and is alive again. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, symbolically, so like, all of the main characters for all six parts were named Jojo. But like with Jolene's name changing to Irene, she is no longer Jojo, which means that she's no longer fated to fight Dio and his henchmen. It's like she gets to have a whole new like roll of the dice and like escapes fate, basically, Mm -hmm. and isn't fated Mm -hmm. to die in battle, Um, which is cool. It's a cool ending. Uh, So like whenever they reveal that like Jolene's here, they start playing Distant Dreamer, which is. Uh, The end song that they use for this, you know, so like as they explain, you know, who they are, what they're doing, all that Uh, weather report comes back to he's a filthy hitchhiker that they pick up. Yep. Um, So that was like a tearjerker moment. And then like as they drive off into the sunset, fucking roundabout starts playing.
1: Yes, it does. Which is a like. That's like a series finale kind of move.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's so good. Which,
1: like, technically this is, because the timeline has been reset, and as you said, Steel Ball Run goes back in time to, like... uh, Steel Ball Run
0: is, like, this is the alternate timeline of what what may have happened if things were the same, but slightly different.
1: So... So, yeah, it, it it is like a series finale to a degree because mm-hmm. it is like you will not see these characters likely ever again unless something yeah. weird happens to where like all the JoJo's are brought into the same story to fight Dio one more time or something, which I'm sure is a Rocky's like, oh, no, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is down to selling one copy a week because Caleb can't stop. Better <laughs> go fuck. Uh, bring back Dio and have all the JoJo's fight him.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, like you said, a lot of this um, is kind of messy. I wish that they would have focused on different stuff. Like, I think, um, like the whole thing with snails, people turning into snails, it's pretty dumb. Um, But I, I do think they redeem it for the most part. Like the actual main plot of it, and uh, like what what Poochie's plan is and like the way everything ends up, I think is kind of the the coolest thing that this show's ever done. And I like it. I like I like the the jump to the new universe. Um I don't know, it kind of seems like a, it might seem like a cop out, but like the way they actually handle it, I think, is pretty good. Because like sure. whenever um Araki was trying to figure out how to end Stone Ocean, like the reason that it is like this is cause he was just like, I've kind of hit my creative peak with, with this. Like I can't just keep telling more stories in this world. Cause it's going to like, it's getting stale. Like I had a guy who can manipulate and erase time. And like, how can I make a villain that's more interesting than that? So, like, mm-hmm. we have to reset power levels a bit. Uh, so like the, the way this ends is because he wanted to create the Steel Ball Run universe, essentially, so that he could, like, be interested in it again, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, like, that's a big problem you get with some anime, I feel like, that deal with, like, combat primarily. Like, Dragon Ball Z is, like, scaling infinite. Like, the Dragon Ball universe scales infinitely. Right. Because of how they are. And Naruto does the same thing, and One Piece is the same thing. So either you have everything scale infinitely or you take a step back, literally fuck your own face and then reset the whole thing.
0: Yeah, which is which is why they reboot the Marvel Universe every seven years. Yes, because Galactus comes, he eats everything and then we have to start, you know, from low stakes again and just have Spider-Man save like a bridge and then he moves on to saving a building and then a city block and then the city and then the state and then the world.
1: Well, first Spider-Man has to ride uh, a dolphin bareback uh, through the cosmos Mm -hmm, in -hmm. order to get to that point.
0: Well, that was the thing too, is like, uh, you know, time was, I guess that's the other like weird caveat to that too, is like from the perception of living things, time was moving at normal speed, but like, from all inanimate objects, the universe was traveling far faster. So, like the dolphin could just swim at max speed. And then like the ocean dried up and the planet turned to a cinder, but it was still just swimming through space. Cause it had the mm-hmm. momentum already. Yeah. Which made a cool visual, you know, there's kind of a sub theme for dolphins in the show anyway. Like uh Joe a, um,
1: Marine biologist. Marine
0: biologist, yeah. It's the Green Dolphin State Prison, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah. So yeah, uh, looking forward to Steel Ball Run probably coming out in 2024 uh, for the first part, and then 2025 for the second part, and then late 2025 for the third part, because that's how everything works.
0: Yikes. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Also, like... If this is just the end point, I'm fine with it. Because, like, this is the conclusion of this story. Yes. but
1: So, uh, what I would guess would happen instead is that they'll name it something other than JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. See, that's what they they originally did with the manga.
0: Um, Like, when the manga first started, it was just called Steel Ball Run. And, like, they didn't tack the JoJo's name onto it until, like the first like omnibus edition that like collected all the issues. So that'd be kind of interesting if they did that with the anime, like they just come out with a batch of episodes that like, this is steel ball run and you get Ashley to watch it and she likes it. And then the second batch comes out and it's like, this is Jojo's bizarre adventure, steel ball run part two. And it's like, Oh shit, this is Jojo's bizarre adventure. And then she uh, divorces you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. About that time it'd be divorced. <laughs> So yeah, uh it's a ride. Uh, the whole the whole thing's a fucking ride, just to culminate in the resetting of a universe. So yeah, but eh, I don't want to get too into it. But, but like, wouldn't in theory, with a reset universe, you're still getting ever like maybe yes, uh Jotaro is removed from the timeline, and therefore an approximation of Jotaro has to be re-added to the timeline. But in theory everything that happens up to Stardust Crusaders is still happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of what they get at, is like, you know, uh, like, all this stuff, like, Dio was still defeated, it's just like, the Heaven Plan never happened because Poochie never existed. Right. Uh, which means Weather Report's life is way less fucked up, and presumably he doesn't want to turn everybody into snails. But Unless. he also tried to
1: fuck his sister.
0: Yeah, but he did that because of Poochie's manipula I don't know. It's weird.
1: I'm just saying he tried to fuck his sister.
0: I think he did actually fuck his sister. Um, but yeah, with the with the universe reboot. Um, our if we do get into Steel Ball Run. Uh, our main character is Johnny Joestar, uh, which is the alternate universe of Jonathan Joestar from part one. So.
1: Yeah. So maybe that means Johnny Young Bosch will come back.
0: Hmm. That would be fantastic.
1: That'd be fantastic. I would love that greatly. I also looked ahead, uh, and saw it for part eight. It's another Josuke Higashikita, which I'm like, isn't that?
0: That's part four, Jojo. Part
1: four guy? Yep. But uh, it's apparently a different character.
0: Well it's a it's an alternate timeline version of him.
1: Yeah, sure, whatever.
0: Because it's in the steel ball run universe. Sure.
1: Does Joey Joestar is Joey Joestar his his dad?
0: Uh let's find John, out. John Johnny's dad, uh, because Jonathan Joestar's dad was George Joestar, uh in the Steel Ball Run universe it's Jorge Joestar.
1: I'm saying Johnny Johnny's son is going to be Joey. It won't be Joseph.
0: Yeah, Joseph. Yeah, it would be Joey. Joey Joestar.
1: And then, uh, I don't know Japanese names, so I can't even approximate what, you know, Jotaro would be. So yeah, Stone Ocean. There it is. Uh, we talked about it. Aside from a couple characters, I enjoyed myself.
0: Yeah. I feel like we still talked about it for forever, but like... We did skip a lot of the unnecessary details. It's just that, like, yes. the main plot of this is so fucking crazy.
1: Well, y- yes, we, we could have talked about the first 12 episodes uh, for a long time, but we didn't. We mostly skipped them just to talk about Poison rain frogs and Poochie revealing himself as the villain. And then that's it. That's all that really matters in terms of plot for that fucking part of the 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 drop Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. so i i can at least understand those people who were like we only got 12 episodes and the 12 episodes barely set up the story what the fuck is going on i'm mad now i need more episodes and then you they don't get them for nine months
0: (sighs) give me steel ball run Uh,
1: 2024 calling it all right uh so now let's move into uh A recurring segment on the show where we talk about uh, licensing deals and movies that come to Netflix from licensing deals. Uh, This review is for R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned, uh, from our good friends over at Universal 1440. All
0: right. R.I.P.D. 2 is a sequel to a movie that I've never wanted to see. It's a 4.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh PG 13 action comedy recruited by the R.I.PD, which is the rest in peace department. Uh, a group of zombie cops. Uh a resurrected sheriff returns to earth to save humanity from a gateway to hell. Uh, this stars Michael Weston from Burn Notice. It's
1: his his name's just Burn Notice. It's not yeah. he doesn't have he doesn't have a character name, he's just Burn Notice.
0: Uh, this movie was a big piece of shit. What did you think?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, it's just a big piece of shit. Would I would I watch a series like if this was like the TV movie pilot to a uh, a series that was going to be on Peacock or on Netflix or whatever? Would I at least watch like Monster of the Week or like Demon of the Week shit?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's deliciously stupid. Um, yes. The, I don't know. It was it was funny watching Jeffrey Donovan try to be an old timey hard ass like sheriff because he was just saying like we'll head him up, head him off at the pass, and it just felt There's like so so unnatural. Yeah, uh, like his performance was so. Awkward, Bad? yes, the whole time.
1: But just it, he can't do that accent, and
0: you shift side winding Kroger, Kroger, friggin', 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 whatin tarnation?
1: Well, uh, okay. Well, so you bring up gibberish. uh is the the other like major part of the fucking movie, which is that for this man. He- uh, Because he's returning to the same timeline that he is. He just came from, you know, three days later or whatever Uh, people he's you know, he, he has like a connection with will not see him and will instead see a young black woman speaking gibberish.
0: So every everyone sees them as their alternate selves, like yes. you don't come back as yourself. But like him and his partner see each other as just each other, which is weird. 'cause like they'll just be like in the middle of a line, and the camera will cut, and it'll be the other actor saying yeah. the rest of their line, uh, which is a choice that you can make in a movie, um but yeah any any loved ones you're not allowed to communicate with, uh so like they'll just hear you as being like
1: blah <laughs> blah, a flamma, so brabble rabble rabble rob, so uh. Yeah, they they bring it up that it's two black women. They're 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 portrayed as two yeah. black women, which is uh, uh, a-
0: which which leads to Jeffrey Donovan having to tell us about how his best friend is black and he's actually very progressive for somebody in the 1870s.
1: And then turns out his best friend is black, who is in all of uh, two scenes. Uh, however, one has any substance; the other is just he's there at the end for the wedding.
0: Yeah, there's a part where they make somebody take down the sign in their hotel that says, uh, no colored people allowed and burn no, no, it. No,
1: it's just no coloreds because they aren't people.
0: Yeah. And at this oh, time, oof. this is
1: me saying they're not people. They're, 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 they're people. I'm just saying that that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it, it this is a movie with effects, uh, a sizable amount of effects where, uh, people get shot with a golden gun, and if they're a demon, they get uh, turned into
0: yeah a fucking you, ball of light. It's it's just like in the video game. If you get shot with a golden gun, it's a one hit kill.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Was that it's just a one hit kill? It doesn't matter where they get shot. They're just you know they get they get winged in the arm. They they're immediately sent back to hell. These these deados.
0: That's the other thing. They call them deados. Who the fuck signed off on
1: that? Who the fuck was like, yeah? Well, we want to call it this is based
0: on the Dark Horse comic book series, uh, which is the other problem here. Oh yeah,
1: what was it even like? Hell, I mean, Hellboy is like a Dark Horse movie, and I wouldn't call those good movies. They're entertaining, but like, I don't consider either of them good.
0: Uh, you shut your mouth. Hellboy Two: The Golden Army is fantastic. Okay, love that movie, Guillermo del Toro. I
1: am aware. I'm aware of who directed it. Apparently, he's making a Frankenstein movie for Netflix with uh, Oscar Isaac.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, is it with David Harbor?
1: <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty fantastic. I love that. So yeah, uh, they, they they got to fight against a uh, a devil thing uh, who's releasing d- deados into the world. Uh, And they got to use their golden weapons. And he's partnered with uh, who we eventually find out to be Joan of Arc. Yeah. Who's gone through three partners before the events of this movie.
0: Yeah, because she's been dead for 400 years or whatever.
1: Yeah. And she's still afraid of fire. After 400 years.
0: Oh, yeah. She was burned at the stake. Yeah. How about that?
1: And then she gets over it by dropping the tears of Christ into the pit and then leaping over the pit of fire and then slashing a dude on one, all in one impressive amount of wire work.
0: This movie's strange just cause it, like it, it plays and looks and feels like a sci-fi original movie, but it's actually yes. made by like a sub studio of universal pictures. Yes. And is like, a direct to video sequel to like a film that they released in movie theaters for some reason. Uh, but also like, so you remember the Sega Genesis and also arcades. Uh, there was a video game released back in the day that was like an on rail shooter called lethal enforcers, which was like a modern day. You're a police officer. You got to go shoot the bad guys type of thing. Uh, and yes. then the sequel was called Lethal Enforcers Two, uh, Gunfighters. I think like it was just a really generic title, but it was uh, took place like in the Old West. So it's kind of like that. You jump your sequel takes place hundreds of years before the first one.
1: Yeah, that's the other. There's so many interesting choices. It's in such a movie.
0: weird, random reference that my brain just pulled out of the ether. Yeah. But there it is.
1: But yeah, it's it's. It... There's so many weird fucking choices this movie makes, it, like from not even just like what's on the page, but just like uh, what where they decided to set the fucking movie, because the first one was like contemporary, as far as I remember, and now this one, as as you said, jumps back, uh, to around the civil fucking war.
0: What's so civil about war, anyway? Eh.
1: So like what. Like, fine, okay, I guess. Like, it's it's whatever that they did it. It's just interesting. There's just so many weird fucking choices in this movie. And also Jeffrey Donovan.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Good for Jeffrey Donovan, though. He needs the work.
1: He does. Since Burn Notice went off the air, he's been uh, absent.
0: Man. I, I still think that the first four seasons of Burn Notice were pretty good.
1: I haven't seen any of it. I just am aware of it.
0: Once uh once they got away from like, you know, the episode is gonna be him solving a problem for somebody, and then we'll have two minutes of plot development at the end of the episode. Uh once they got away from that and were like, the plot has reached critical mass and we're gonna be doing all main plot all the time, uh, the show took a uh high dive off of a bridge and killed itself. Yikes. So yeah, that's RIPD too. Anything else you want to say about it? It's a
1: movie. Yeah. I had a remotely okay time with it. It was it's not it's not the worst Universal 1440 movie we've seen all year. That's true. The other one being uh Blade of the Forty Seven Ronin, which again is a sequel to a movie they released in theaters for some reason.
0: That's also true. But that one has Anna Akana in it. And we love Anna Akana in this house.
1: I mean, yes, but also she does nothing the entire movie.
0: That's true. She ends up not even being the main character.
1: Yeah, that's the best part, is that we think she's the main character, (laughs) but it turns out she's not the main character at all.
0: All right, get me out of here. I feel like I'm uh, sentenced to work for the RIPD for 100 years to pay for my crimes.
1: Yeah. All right, so next week on the show, we will be reviewing Knives Out, a Glass... Wait, Knives Out, a Glass Onion mystery? I have that written backwards. It's a Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Uh, Caleb, that hits on Christmas Day.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Don't try to watch it before then. You won't be able
0: to. <laughs> uh, and on the back of that, we'll be talking about The Recruit. But before that, uh, Dan, it's Crimbus time.
1: It's Crimbus!
0: Uh, which means that we do a special extra episode. That you'll be able to listen to on Christmas Day with your family, and they'll be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Turn that off. You're ruining our family time.
1: Your your politically incorrect uncle who spouts racial epitaphs will ruin Christmas dinner less than you are for listening to this podcast at the same time as dinner.
0: I don't know if that's true. Uh we're gonna be doing a Christmas triple header. Uh We're going to be watching Falling for Christmas. Who killed Santa? Question mark colon. A murderville mystery and the Noel diary. So, yeah, if you want
1: to hear our thoughts on all of those uh, and want to be a part of the part of the conversation, uh, watch all of them now because they're all currently available.
0: I can't wait. Uh, Tell them stuff, Dan.
1: Find the show on Netflix and Swill.com. Show us a shout out for all links Netflix and Swill. Can't promote our social media here because Elon will ban us. But, you know, find the social media links on the website. It's fine. Uh, also, Ooh. see Two Piece on the podcast. Uh, Gerald's making moves. He's trying to get inducted into our uh, state's critics association. So, you know, check him out at Two Piece on our website. Two Piece. It'll have the YouTube link where you can also sub to his channel. Uh, also, watch his videos because he's a lonely man.
0: That's true. Um, that's how we can get banned from Twitter. Uh, during each show, I'll start telling you about where Elon Musk's jet is.
1: <laughs> Poor man. All <laughs> I want to do is just provide helpful information to the public. Yeah. Not Elon, the guy who got banned for telling everyone where Elon's jet is. Nah,
0: fuck Elon. Um, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. It's the intro and outro of our show, and we like it.
1: I told Tony that because he was asking, uh, you know, what's the, what are some good anime opening themes? And I just went "Bitter" by Space Weather, and he's like, my brother has also said that, so it's not like uh, he, he's heard it. He's heard it a million times now. He's aware. Yeah, it sounds like anime.
0: Attack on Titan. <laughs> <speaking in> Uh, Until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday.